Also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. And yeah. I, oh my God, I eat you have it, a name for it. Listen, <laughs> and I eat it before I leave the parking lot. And when I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the okay. core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, I, thought... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, where did you think it was going to go? I did my part to to snack before the podcast. So you weren't hungry this time. That's right. It's the first time I've listened to that, and I didn't immediately want Taco Bell. I'm telling you, we're gonna like we're gonna condition ourselves to want Taco Bell after every podcast now. I mean, I want Taco Bell after every podcast, regardless <laughs> of what I'm listening to. Right. But it's worse when I listen to oh, it. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Here we are. What What chapter is this in? Fifty five. Chapter fifty five, oh, season three. Episode five. Episode five. Mm-hmm. See, you know, I'm glad you made that easy for me. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a fun one. I'm excited about this. Um, this has been a long, long time in the making. I feel like for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, those Meisner cats are hard to lock down. I know, right? <laughs> Busy people. Too much going on. Too much so we've got Brad and Jen Meisner with us. Um, we'll get into um, their story as it pertains to this beer here in a little bit, but. Um, Really, this is a time for us to just really get down to um, a beer that, uh, and the story behind a beer that we've had since day one. It's come off the board a couple of times um, and come right back on due to popular demand. Um, It's a beer that we have maintained uh, year-round now, lineup on draft, and we release it periodically in cans. Um, including today or yesterday, I guess. Uh, as of, yeah, yesterday was the release. We're recording on Wednesday. At the time of listening to this, it will have been out for about a week. Yeah. Um, again, um, not 100% certain when we'll launch it again. So for those that are, are uh, huge fans, um, Alex Danker, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> make sure you pick it up. Um, but we always have it, like I said, uh, on draft in Crowlers. Uh, in the tap room, and obviously we're talking about Cato, mm-hmm. um, which is our uh, coffee Kolsch, uh, a Kolsch beer that we add house-roasted coffee beans. Uh, for those that haven't listened last week, mm-hmm. catch up with the script, guys. Um, yeah, it was kind of a good, a good, I think, incidental good timing of having the script guys on last week. Totally planned. Right. I mean, totally <laughs> planned. Sometimes things just work <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and, and it was cool to, uh, to get their perspective of how the coffee ties into who we are mm-hmm. and how their story ties into that, which just goes right into play with Cato. Um, our year-round coffee Kolsch. So um, I don't want to steal any thunder here, so I'll let you guys go ahead and go. This beer is named after um, your all's son. Yes, this is named after our son, Cato, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Why this beer? Why do we name this beer after him? 
Well, he was born in Ethiopia. He is Ethiopian-American, and um, he was born there. We adopted him and brought him to the United States when he was about five months old. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you adopted him that old. So did yes. you adopt him before you had Chloe? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's a good thing, too. Yes, we joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sure about the timeline. Kato would not have come home. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I, I'm not joking. My parents say the same thing. That if they had Justin before me, uh, it might it, not it, have it would, happened. It would have just been Justin. So. I think there's. It's funny how that works out, right? Right. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, JoJo. Absolutely. If we would have started with JoJo, <laughs> she'd be an only child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, exactly. so you brought so you brought Cato home uh, at five months old. Five months old. Um. Cato is, uh, uh, from my perspective, so we've talked a little bit on this podcast, but obviously uh, Liz and I were neighbors with y'all before we uh, recently moved, but um, it's kind of cool to see Cato, so from my perspective, to have seen Cato from, geez, I met him when he was probably seven years old or so. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. I guess, wow, he was younger than that because it was. It just turned 14. How old's Bella? Yeah. How old's Bella? Bella's so. eight. So. Six, seven. We moved here right before she was born. So, yeah. So, I've known him for eight years. So, yeah, since he was six. Uh, That's crazy that he's 14. He's grown a little bit since then. Yeah, he's 14. (laughs) He's 14, but he looks like he's like 20 or so. Exactly right. I mean, he, and, uh, you know, you, Brad, you've always used this term to to talk about Cato, but you always use gentle giant. Mm -hmm. Um, That explains his personality so much. And I feel like. What ended up happening, which is so serendipitous and super cool, is you could almost explain Cato the beer in the same way, right? It's this, it's this super strong, uh, confident beer that is very unassuming when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, uh, it's, it's delicate and special in all the same ways that, that Cato is. Um, so talk a little bit more about that journey. How did you guys get to the point of wow, we're going to adopt this, this child from Ethiopia. How did you guys get there? Um, we, uh, let's see. <laughs> we went to a couple of I love, I love so, Brad just looking at Jen like, you're going to take this one? So, I can take it. So I will say, we went to an adoption fair, and obviously we had, we had it in our heads. That's what we were going to do. We were actually going to adopt domestically or from Vietnam. And we went to this adoption fair, and we started talking to all these representatives. And almost the same time we went to the adoption fair, the, the Vietnam program closed, closed to the people in the United States. So we knew that wasn't going to be an option. And then we talked to someone who was doing domestic adoptions, and they basically said, this, this, they, they basically talked us out of it. This might not be good for you. Now, looking back, there's absolutely no reason not to do domestic adoption, so please don't misunderstand me. Mm-hmm. It was just where we were at the time. Then we talked to a representative who was telling us about the Ethiopia program, and we both looked at each yeah. other, and we were just like, this is it. This, this is what we want to pursue. It was so, like the last booth as yeah. we were going around. They had all the booths from all the different countries, and it was like, oh, we're on the fence, we're on the fence, and it came to the very last booth, and that was Ethiopia. And it was just like... And the representative from there was amazing, and the program just really fit us. And so... Was it just a feeling? Did you guys just know? Is that... Or, yeah, or was it... pretty okay. much. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Pretty much. Yeah, and then it was about maybe two months before we got our application done, and then from then it was about 
14 months till when he came home. Wow. So, 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 four, so 14 yeah, months 16. before he came home, 16 months total. Yeah. Um, he's 14 now, so I'm doing the, the, the quick uh, sales guy math here. That's, that's, you know, almost 16 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it feels like I can, I like just looking at Brad, like you still remember that. I can yeah. just see when you were talking about where the booth was. That's got to be pretty cool now to think about. Um, as you see what, all the things that Cato has accomplished and oh, the young man yeah. that he's becoming, and then you think about that 16 years ago. That's, I mean, I wasn't even involved, and I think it's yeah. super special. Oh, it, right? It's amazing. It's amazing. And then, of course, I don't know how much any of you learned in school about Ethiopia. Not Pro- much, <laughs> honestly. Probably <laughs> about zero. Yeah. Maybe maybe you did because <laughs> I, I lived in Africa Danny for two years. Africa, so I, know, so I, I know a good amount about Africa. He probably understands. Yeah. Uh, and then my mom's from South Africa, so yeah. I, have a, I have a good grasp on, like, middle Africa and then southern Africa. But, yeah. But, yeah, so we, we brought this baby home and we were like you know what we really know nothing about where he's from mm-hmm. you know the traditions there you know what the people are like like all the things and we're like we really want to know this so we reached out to a group in the mason area that was families who adopted from ethiopia and mm-hmm. we just started basically hanging out and talking to them and then through that group we met this amazing group of Ethiopian American immigrant families Mm. in this area, also Dayton, Columbus, um, a couple other, couple of them even from Washington, D.C., Minnesota. So not just here in Ohio or in in Southwest Ohio. But there is a pretty decently large group of Ethiopian immigrants in Ohio. Okay. Um, You know, for whatever. But anyway, this group of people sort of adopted our adoption group. Mm Mm-hmm. And brought us in, and these families, a lot of them were women, they literally took us into the kitchen, taught us, well, I'm going to say taught us with quotes because... I never learned how to cook Ethiopian. That, that is, that is. I mean, what is Ethiopian cu- cuisine like? I'm oh, happy you ask because I have the same thought. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, Brad and I both love it. Of course, Kato would prefer K- a cheeseburger. Kato, yeah, Kato's never <laughs> Ethiopian food. We, we, he's tried it, didn't like it. They do, um, but you're also do. talking about the same guy, right? I know this, having been friends with you guys for so long. You're talking about. Kato's the same kid that would eat the exact same meal every single day. Oh, every wedding, right? single day for 10 years. Yep. Same, same lunch every single Which day. Which is what? What's, what's Ham his Ham and meal? cheese sandwich, either a salad or an applesauce or an apple. Chips and, and yeah. water. That's it. That's it. Every I, single day for, I, I think it's been like six or seven years now, maybe eight years. Very. I bet, you, I bet you he grows into it a little bit. We tease yeah. with him that he would have never survived in Ethiopia because he does not like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's just building. But you all, but yes. you all love it. We yes. love it. We love it. They Chloe do. They it. do. It's a little bit on the side of like an Indian. So there's a lot of stews. Okay. You eat with your hands. Everything is We were just talking hands. to our kids about this. Yeah. A bunch about, of bread, too, yeah, right? Yeah, so the injera bread, you break off and you, you it's made grab with, the food. Almost yeah. use the bread as a utensil, right? Yeah. The it's bread made is with teff, which is a grain that only basically grows, I think, only in Africa, maybe. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Um, but it's a little bit of like a sour crepe kind of consistency. Okay. Um, and then you basically scoop uh, what we've had are beef tibs, 
uh, Dora Watt, which is like a chicken, like a red chili kind of stew. They like things usually really spicy, which I can't do, but Brad loves. I love it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, boiled eggs, um, goat cheese, okay. salads. Yeah. A lot of onions. They use onions Tons for everything. Tons of onions. Onions to onions. season everything. Everything. Yeah. Yes. That's right um, up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> Heartburn. Oh, let, uh, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much regionality to, like, African food because the climates are so different depending on where you are. Like, obviously, if you're towards the north, you're flirting with the desert, right? But then, like, some of the tropical areas, like, down south, it's a lot of just, like, what you have available to you right there. So everything's, like, super fresh, and it's really just, you could be, you know, a couple towns over, but that town has X number of resources that your town doesn't have, so... It's really cool to kind of, like, understand. Even my mom at home will make, like, some some South African dishes, but she's, like, put her, like, American spin on some of them just because some of the things that she grew up eating aren't, like, available to us here. Yes, it's really not the same unless you can get those ingredients. And, and mm-hmm. our Ethiopian-American friends helped us figure out what those, what those were and how they and, – and a lot of them – uh, because of the religion, do uh, fasting or they don't eat meat, uh, similar to like a Lent would be. And so there's a lot of vegetarian. Um, and also, I, I just don't know that meat was readily available everywhere, right? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you think um, it's something, Danny, you were saying that it might be something he grows into. Do you guys think at some point that Cato will ever explore wanting to go back to Ethiopia? Or do you think oh, it's I something? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I, I think... Once he gets in college, I'll really, really encourage him to go and explore that. That would be really cool. I think he's not super outgoing. He, 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 <laughs> yeah. he doesn't he go far from home, home but Absolutely. I think. I think yeah. there's only certain people, and you're one of them, that's yeah. actually gotten to know Cato. Yeah. Because he's very introvert. But once you get to know Cato, he can really. And it's awesome, too, to watch because it's like when it, when it clicks for Cato in terms of all right, I'm going to let my guard down a little bit and, and hop in here. It's like you see a completely different kid. Yeah, those yes. days uh, where we would just awesome. do trivia, sports yeah. trivia, and yeah. Cato and I, I've never and To and this you. day, I've never met anybody like Cato that can do that. I mean, Danny, I think I've yeah. told you this before, but <laughs> I, would, I would, like, walk across the street. We'd grab a beer, and we'd be sitting there, and he'd be like, hey, Justin, do you know what the score was when <laughs> IU played, played Michigan in 2014 and who scored the first goal? And I'm like, no, right. <laughs> He'd rattle off the basket or rattle yeah. off the the player, and then what the final score was. Yeah, this is ridiculous. He's <laughs> so smart, and he loves sports so much. The only times I've ever been able to, I, granted, I haven't had a whole lot of interactions with Cato, but I always try and lean into sports. Like, <laughs> yes, hey, that's like, a good. Oh, yes. Like, what's happening right now in sports? So, like, if I were to see him today, I'd be like, Hey, what about that OSU Michigan game, like the other day or something like that? You know? Yeah. I will say, Cato dealt. Cato and his friends dealt me. Like a, I felt really old moment. <laughs> During the, shu- during the shutdown. <laughs> so the kids were at home, you know, and they would come in and help out and, like, fold some boxes um, while we were doing some work, trying to help out the production team. And it was, like, a nice day out that day. So Cato and I think three of his friends were out on the patio. It was enclosed at the time, uh, folding some boxes, hanging out, just having a good time. And I don't remember why, but I, I think I went out there to grab a couple boxes and you could just tell that they stopped talking right when I walked in. They're they like, stopped oh, the adults coming. Like, oh, shit, the adults in here. I was like, damn it. 
so funny though. You don't. You probably don't get the "I feel old" moment around here very often. But I that, don't. No, but no, you can't. No, that's no true. I don't really get the like "I feel old" moment a whole lot anywhere. But Kato, yeah, and his me fr- neither. <laughs> Kato and his friends like stopped talking when I walked in. It was like a big oh. uh, wake up moment for me. It's like, oh, damn it, the adult walked in. Like, can't say anything incriminating. Say anything. <laughs> that's, that's good. That is so funny because he. He comes up here sometimes. It's just usually he's with me, but he sees this podcast studio set up, and when no one's watching, he'll sit down in front of the microphone and talk like he's like a a talk show host. Yeah, we should get him on sometime. That'd be I fun. tried so hard to get him on <laughs> this podcast, yeah. and he would not do it. We but probably won't get Cato on here. Definitely when he's 21, he's right. got to loosen up a little <laughs> exactly. bit uh, yeah, yeah. To, get, to get behind the mic. Yeah, I, I think he'll – I think – you know, I was this way. Uh, my brother was definitely this way. He's still getting there. But I feel like you kind of just, when you're younger and you're busy and you have a lot going on, you just find the things that you like to eat. You know, you don't really branch out. But then, like, you kind of work your way into, like, a couple things. Like, maybe go off to college and try some of the, like, dorm food and stuff like that. If you could just, like, work your way into, like, yes, some I stuff agree. like that. And I feel like I he'll agree. work his way into maybe not Ethiopian food, but just some other stuff besides him. I mean, you never know. You never know. Right. I, I for those that don't know, Cato is also uh, incredibly athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, uh, gosh, what? So, what sport is he doing right now? I don't. He's playing uh, basketball uh, for yeah, AAU. Basketball. Okay, you can't miss him. He's what six three now? I think he's like six one. Right and a half, on six, six two. two. He'll, yeah. He rounds up. I rounds up. <laughs> <laughs> up. Hey, that's the pro move. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. of course. Yeah. Except for his weight, he kind of keeps his weight <laughs> steady. Yeah, that's, that's He's already got the driver's it. license mentality, <laughs> right? Just get around. I'm ten pounds like lighter pounds. and one inch higher. Yep. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yes. about right. <laughs> My driver's license says I'm like six two, one ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, I was going to ask you: Do you remember you because you were young? Mm-hmm. Do you remember li- your time living in Africa? Uh, so I was in the second and third grade, so I was like... Oh, you were older than I thought. Um, what what age does that... I don't even know what age that works out well, to. Bella's my oldest daughter is in second grade, and she's eight. Yeah, it's raining right now, if you guys hear that on the podcast. Um, yeah, so I think I was there like seven to nine years old, and I don't remember it vividly, but I remember like very specific things. Like I remember the compound, like we had to live in a gated community. Um, so like 10 foot walls, barbed wire. Um, it was like all international people that were living there, whether they worked at like various embassies, like in town or, um, like a lot of my dad's coworkers that were from the States lived in that compound. Uh, my brother wasn't in school at the time and it was like safe enough that like my mom would just let him roam around and like do whatever he wanted. We didn't end Indian family that lived on the other side of the compound and whenever we couldn't find him, we knew that he was just there, like, hanging out. And, oh, like, really? Yeah, we would, like, come and, like, he'd be, like, a full belly of, like, Indian food, like, all this, like, random stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it, was, it was really nice. Like, they had a pool. and. Does uh, he remember that? No, 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 no. He, he doesn't remember living abroad at all. Okay. Um, he was, because he's five years younger than me, so he would have been, like, oh, okay. two, or three, two and three in Tanzania, like, four, five, six in the Republic of Georgia. So he might remember a couple things from the Republic of Georgia, but he largely grew up in the states like when we came back he was in the first grade um okay. so he's lived a pretty normal life but then i was in tanzania africa for second and third grade and then uh the republic of georgia which is a ussr breakoff country uh for fourth and fifth so like 10 to 11 and then i moved back here for sixth grade when i was like 12 okay. uh, I, rem- I remember georgia pretty vividly 
You, uh, I've heard you talk more about living there yeah. than I have Tanzania. Yeah, and that was much more of a regular living experience where, like, we had a house, and uh, it was a much safer place to live than what Tanzania was. Um, Tanzania, or, uh, Georgia was great because it's, like, right in the middle. It's, like, north of the Middle East, but then, like, right in between Europe and Asia. So, like, traveling places was super easy and super oh, great. Um, when we were in Tanzania, we pretty much only went to uh, Zanzibar, which is, like, a tiny island off of the coast of um, Tanzania, which was, like, 20 minutes away. And then we would go visit my grandparents in South Africa. Um, so, and I remember a lot of those things. Like I remember like very specific memories. Like I kind of have like a memory of like what the school looked like, like who my classmates were. Like I played soccer while I was there, Mm -hmm. um, like, like little things like that. Um, but then I remember Georgia pretty vividly. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So, all right. So let's talk a little bit more about Cato the beer. Um, so this beer I talked about, um, this was a beer that, that Chase really from the beginning Jen, we would be sitting in our early meetings. We're planning what our, our, our year-round lineup was going to look like or our opening day lineup was going to look like. And he kept talking about this. He, has, he, he had never even – I don't believe he had even brewed it at the time. And he I was don't like, think so. Yeah, I don't think I so. I have this idea for a Kolsch. I think it would pair really well with coffee and yada, 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 and so on and so forth. And, and what ended up happening was he brewed a couple of different versions of it. Um, and at the time, this was before we had names, before we had anything – and the one that we all seemed to gravitate to and love the most was the one with Ethiopian coffee. Yeah. And then it just seemed to fit. Um, oh, well, well, let's, you know, this, this beer is um, a perfect opportunity to launch um, with this story that ties together um, a family member as well as one of our beers. I have a quick question. So yeah. the inception of this beer, it wasn't like, was it always just going to be a coffee Kolsch? And we didn't know what type of coffee it was going to be. And then it yes. ended up... And Correct. Then it, yes. And then it did just end up working out being and Ethiopian. I, yes. Yeah. And That's I, so cool. I had no idea. Yeah, we didn't yeah. force it to be Ethiopian coffee so that we could name it this. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. But it's funny because I, I don't... I'm not a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. I mostly just drink water and beer. But... um. And bourbon. Don't sell yourself bur- short. Oh, and bourbon, yes. <laughs> and tequila and vodka. <laughs> and wine. And wine. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the coffee. <laughs> so so when we were with our uh, adoption group and these Ethiopian families came, one of the things they did for us was they did a traditional Ethiopian coffee ceremony, which I don't know if you know, but... Um, Coffee is huge in Ethiopia. Some people say it's the birthplace of coffee. It's very, very, very entwined with their culture. Um, A lot of times they will roast their own beans in their house. Sometimes it's over an open flame. Of course, they have electric now some places. So sometimes it's electric. And uh, a few of these women who um, were teaching us how to cook and do some other things, they actually roasted beans for us. Wow made the coffee and I can remember thinking this coffee is amazing like again I'm not a coffee drinker but there are a few types of coffee that I definitely know I like and I I can still remember I took a little sip of it and they're like don't you want sugar or anything and I don't do sugar so um I just remember thinking this coffee is amazing like what is so special about it now they would actually buy the Yurgashev, the, the green beans, and then roast them. Um, and they're kind of hard to find, but they sought out that because that's what they loved. And so that was really cool for me um, just to 
to see firsthand a little bit of that cultural experience um, that happens basically every day in Ethiopia and, and I'm sure for many families in the United States as well. And it's still a, a, a rather large industry for Ethiopia. Oh, yeah, Is coffee. Yes, absolutely. As I understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd imagine it's one of their top exports, if not. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really cool. Brad, do you remember that as well? The, yeah, the coffee Yeah, I, I love the call coffee. I mean, I'm not a coffee drinker like Jen as well, but when I tried it, I was like, wow, this isn't your Folgers. Yeah. Right. I mean, that not, nothing had. against Folgers, but. Nothing against Folgers, <laughs> but it was totally different. It's it, just a really different flavor from a lot of the other beans, and obviously that's one of the amazing things about coffee too and, and roasting and getting mm-hmm. different flavors like we love to do with beer too is just – you know, it might be a little bit more citrusy or it might be a little bit more earthy or, you know, whatever mm. those flavors look like. Um, and for this Kolsch, the citrusy flavor of the Yergeshef beans just really fit it, I thought. For sure. And that's what, that's what I mean, if, if you remember, actually, the first batch of this beer that, that Chase piloted, um, I don't remember exactly what it was. I, I want to say Brazilian, but I don't know for sure. Um, was a blend of different beans. Um, and then the second batch was Ethiopian and, and we just happened, Danny, to your point, we happened to like that one more and it, it paired awesome. really well. Um, you get a lot of berry notes from when I talked about this last week with the script guys, you get a lot of berry character yeah. from the coffee that, that pairs really well with that coal yeast. For sure. Um, and it's a way, candidly, it's a way that we're able to be efficient with production because we already have our base light Voss that is a coal Mm-hmm. Um, so we're able to get two brands out of it that are completely different beers. Right. Um, and I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that we were ahead of the curve, but we were definitely towards the beginning of what is now you see a lot more absolutely. beers like this in the market. But, I mean, three, four years ago, any beer that had coffee in it was going to be like a heavy, you know. Um, dark malted beer. Yeah. Yes. And, and it yeah. wasn't because they were adding coffee to it necessarily. It was because of like the dark malt that gives you like that roasty kind of coffee flavor. You do now kind of see, um, there's like kind of two iterations of like this style of beer. One that's like a white beer with coffee in it. And then another version that some breweries will do that adds actual lactose as well, which kind of gives a bit of a creamier feel to it. Like a lot of like vanilla and like sweet notes to it. Um, I quite like that we don't. I do too, and I, I think about this a lot. Um, it, it was more frequent when we were here in the office every day. Um, Cato is like a secondary, um, a secondary shift beer for me, where like I have my like one or two go tos, but then if I'm switching it up, I'll go to a Cato. And every single time I drink one, I'm like, why haven't I been drinking this? More? I, I I just said this yesterday to Jess behind the bar because I tried the new can, mm-hmm. and I said the same thing. This, in my own mind, is such a sleeper that is always available. And I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just because it has always been available, mm-hmm. right? The craft beer consumers that all of us are, our instinctual thing is to like, all right, what's new? Mm-hmm. Or like, you do have your like one or two go tos, but like, there's beers on the board that I love that I don't consume enough. Absolutely. Sure. This is on the top of that list for me. Me too. A beer that I just don't have enough, but every time I do, I'm like, why do I not drink yeah. this more? I never regret a Cato. And it's one of Liz's yes. favorites. So every time mm. she comes in, she always orders it. I'll I remember have you a, saying that. I'll actually. have a drink and be like, you know what? I'm going to get that too. Why didn't I, why do I not drink this enough? Yeah. It's, yes. uh, it drinks a lot like iced coffee to me. And I'm the guy that can drink iced coffee 365 days a year. It doesn't matter if it's below zero. Mm. I'll drink iced coffee over hot coffee. Interesting. Um, I still drink hot coffee, but 
I drink a lot more iced coffee. So I think for me, it, it, it just reminds me of that. I think it's yeah. one of the things I love about it. I just love that it's so drinkable. For sure. And I have a bunch of friends, specifically my buddy Jake, who uh, is your typical like craft beer consumer, just loves IPAs. Um, loves trying new beers, but for whatever reason, like Cato is his jam. When we had, I saw that he liked our post about Cato coming back. Um, it's just one of those beers that it's super unique, and we do a great job of it. It it has a cult following. We've talked about yeah, this on the podcast several yes. times. It's the most cult followed beer that we have. For I, sure, I would venture to guess. I don't have any have any data to back that I, up. I actually do, so I will mm. tell you it is um, by a pretty large margin. Um, the beer that is most exclusively drank. So, Which is wild. Meaning that if, if somebody exclusively drinks one of our beers, this is the highest percentage of consumers that only drink Cato yeah. from us, based on <laughs> taproom data, right? Um, which, is, which is pretty wild. It's, it's also a really dark, deep rabbit hole to go down when you start looking <laughs> at <laughs> this consumer X uh, yeah. and this. I mean, it's, I love it. I geek out over it, but... Yeah. You, you get down that rabbit yes. hole and you start looking into things. It's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> We're not yeah. doing anything with this information. But How do Cato uh, cool. cans move in the market, Brad? They uh, Phenomenal around the Mason area right here. I mean, that's my area where my sales territory is. So mm-hmm. I, it almost makes one of my buyers upset how many times he gets asked, when are you getting Cato back in? <laughs> really? It really does. He's it's like, probably like the same three people that just come in it, all the time, like yeah. asking for Cato. Yes. But it makes sense, though, because like those three people are going to buy like two cases each because they know that it's not going to come back for a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite stories about Cato is when I first started doing sales here, it was Daniel and myself, and we were at this, we were talking to this world renowned chef, and this was back when we didn't even have cans. Mm-hmm. We were taking girls bottles. Oh, I and, forgot about that. And, and, and we were good thing we got rid of. Them. <laughs> we still have them somewhere, <laughs> but we would we'd have to we take them and then we would pour a sample. Mm-hmm. And the chef tried it, and his first expression was, "Have you entered this in any competition?" And we're like, "No, we just literally started making beer three months ago." <laughs> and he's like, "This is, should be a world-renowned beer." That's awesome. He's like, what you did to get this flavor inside of this light beer mm-hmm. is blowing my mind. Yeah. And I was like, wow. But that's how he was pretty that passionate love about Kato. it. Every time I've heard you tell this story, he was that chef was pretty passionate about it. That's awesome. Yes. Where was the chef from? <laughs> uh, he was actually he, he was a chef in Hawaii. Okay. And then he came up here and with his family. That's awesome. Uh, I I struggle to describe this beer when I'm posting on social media. Because I want to like, I want to talk about how much coffee flavor it has, but I don't want to turn people off from thinking that it's like this big heavy coffee. Trying to like work out a sentence or two that like talks about, hey, this is like a great light bodied beer with like, delicate. Like good. Delicate. Yeah, I use the word delicate a lot, and then I like use coffee backbone a lot too because I want it to feel like, oh, this is a light drinking beer with like coffee on the back end, right? I just want to, it's one of the beers that I don't, I don't want to say struggle with, but like I choose my word incredibly carefully describing this beer just because I want to make sure that the right people are grabbing this beer to, because, you, know, you know, a stout drinker may like this beer, but it's not going to be what they're going for. And a light, a light drinker or a light beer drinker would like this beer. They probably just are turned off by the idea of having coffee in it because they've had big coffee beers that they don't like, right? Yeah. So it's like trying to figure out that, like, 
niche of people that would like this beer to give it a try. And it's just a balancing act, but I think it works out. And I think we've now built up enough equity with people who have tried our beer, who stop in our tap room because we've always had it on tap that they kind of get the idea. And luckily it's becoming a bit more of a popular style. So it's not entirely of a new concept to people. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people, when I say, I always, I always start when, when people are new to Sonder, I always start with, well, what do you normally drink? Mm-hmm. And we segue in and if they don't drink, dark beers of any kind if they're all mostly you know lighter more national brand beers um i'll always say well do you like coffee and their first response is always i don't want anything dark yeah i don't want anything dark and i'm like you you have to try a sample of this i I promise (laughs) isn't that wild and so many people will get it and then get it again and then get it again and then get it again and i don't know what it is and there are tons of stories like that like yeah right Probably early 2019 or right after we opened, some, we had a guy driving from Indiana to buy cases of Cato. <laughs> yeah, he still does. Still does, yeah. And, That's our guy, Braden. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. yeah. You know. Braden, oh, he actually commented on the Facebook post, like, finally, with a bunch of exclamation points. Oh, my goodness. So I'm, I'm, I assuming, mean, I'm assuming he'll be here this weekend. Yeah, I would sure. assume. <laughs> I mean, we have our friend Joe Clark, which, who we love, he buys it by the... 12 oh, crawlers too, at a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah like 12 <laughs> crawlers at a time. Our friend Dana will come in and buy like four six packs. Like these, they just love this beer. And, and I just love it when, mm. when groups of people are here and I introduce someone to Cato and then they're like, try this, try this, try this. So they tell everyone in their, in their group and it's just a fun. Well, pack. to steal Danny's term, it, if you're not familiar with this beer, it'll put your mind in a pretzel. Yep, yeah. big time. Because you look at it and it looks like it's going to taste like Voss does. Yep. Yeah. And then like, you, as like soon has... as you stick your nose to it, man, it's like everybody. My one of my favorite things, Jen, to your point, to piggyback on what you were saying, one of my favorite things is when you ask somebody if they like coffee, and then you're like, all right, well, you got to try this, and they stick their nose to it. And my favorite thing is just to watch their face mm-hmm. because it's like, whoa, I did not <laughs> expect that, right? And then they yeah. try it. I I had a, a similar situation, Brad. Um, uh, some friends of ours, um, his brother-in-law was in town a couple of weeks ago. He brought him in. He's a chef in Chicago. And he did that where he smelled the beer and he's like, whoa, I did not see this coming. Um, it, it's, uh, like I said, it'll put your mind in a pretzel. I feel like chefs probably, like, really appreciate this idea of, like, packing a lot of flavor into something so delicate like this, right? Like, I'm sure that's something they're trying to do in their everyday work as well. So it's kind of like a like a kudos to, like, our production staff as well. It's like, hey, this is something that clearly is not easy to do, right? So I actually created a marinade out of Cato um, about a year ago. I could uh, see that being really good. And, and For, put like, some that red meat? Yeah. On steak, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before I smoked it mm-hmm. um, and put I, – I made up – I created a marinade a little bit um, – out of Cato, um, soaked it for six hours and then smoked it. And it was just enough of a flavor. I, I have a couple of critiques I would do to it next time, but mm-hmm. the idea of adding this coffee flavor, it's like a coffee rub on a steak, right? It's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. We should also talk about the barrel aged. You always Cato talk, latte, you yeah. talk about this being delicate, but you know, I was a little concerned with it, with doing barrel aging with this. Cause usually of course we use a fuller, fuller bodied, beer that we put in the barrels but man that the barrel aged Cato is it Cato latte yeah yep. mm-hmm. right. 
is so good. It doesn't taste thin. It doesn't, I mean, they obviously our brewers are amazing too, but mm-hmm. I, I was a little worried that it would feel not, I guess, strong power. I don't know the words I'm trying to find. What that, a normal barrel aged beer has that full body. Well, to Danny's point, generally speaking, it's usually a thicker, bigger it is. beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one, this one isn't, but to your point on our production team, they did a great job of taking the right amount of blend of X, Y, and Z, uh, creating the right number of adjuncts, working with the the script team. What came out of that beer was, was really, really cool. It was a really cool beer. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I think we still have a little bit left maybe. Yeah. There are a few cans. Yeah. I I would recommend grabbing it if you can. Oh yeah. (laughs) Cato Latte is like one of those beers that we do where I feel like every, every sip of the beer comes with a different complexity to it where like sometimes you like get the like creme brulee like ethiopian bean other times you get like that white bodied like coffee like beer flavor and then you get the like barrel on the back end too where it's like you get a 16 ounce can of that and like as the temperature changes on the beer and like whether you poured it or not that beer changes throughout your experience that instant drinking it, which I always think is really cool. And again, like I'm just the guy that markets it. I have no idea how they like pack all that much flavor into the beer. They're, they're mad scientists down there, but yeah, they do. They did a great job with that one. It's a unique barrel aged beer that you really just don't see all that often. Absolutely. It was, it was uh, was a really cool collaboration. Like I said, with script as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they've been great. They've been absolutely great through all of this. Yeah. So, Brad, this is your first time on the podcast. You haven't said much. I'm gonna, lo- <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you behind this mic here. Um, so, let's get to know you a little bit here. Um, you're not allowed to say Cato as this, okay? Because that's too easy. It's named after your son. <laughs> I right? actually don't think he would say Cato to this question, but I, I don't know if he would or not. But this just gives him an out, right? Okay. What is your favorite Sonder beer that we've ever released? I would say it's out right now. It's Operation Steam. Okay. Ooh, okay. I, I, I love Operation Steam. I love the German malt build in it, and, and, and I just love the breadiness that it gives when, when you drink. It's, it's such an easy-drinking beer. I think we've talked about this, Justin. It's, it's a great lager for a craft beer drinker. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and when you come in, they're like, what's the difference between this and you know uh, a normal Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light? And the, the craft beer drinker will drink it and be like, there's so much going on in this beer, but it's so crushable as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly complex yes. for just being a, a Hellas lager. I, I, just, right? I just love drinking. You can drink it in the winter. You can drink it in the summer. Mm-hmm. I was actually waiting for you to say one of the record hops. Oh, I thought he was going to as well. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think he was going to go. I do miss my Citra. I do miss my Citra hops. Citra Strata, you're uh, I think that was my favorite one, yeah. yes. I think I'm oh, three in the current five are the two that I'm wrestling with in my head. I loved the Lotus one. F- five is my favorite. Yeah, hands down. It's I don't know if it's recency bias. I don't know what it is, um, but it. I just love the Northern Discovery hops so yeah. much. I, I I found out that I love Lotus hops. Like that okay. three was so good. That like orange note that you yeah. were getting was like something that I feel like you like orange for whatever reason doesn't feel like a fruit note that you get a lot of in beer it's like either I don't know how do you describe like you betcha it's like citrus and like lemon and Ooh, I, I think it's like um it's like a like um do you remember as a kid in school lunches when you'd have like the fruit cups that had like all the syrup and crap <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of it <laughs> yeah. to me like that fruit cup 
Yeah. Is what I get out of you, Becca. So it's like that, or then like the piney kind of like West Coast style IPA feels like the two, the majority of like the IPAs out there were like, like section of like the orangey kind of like uh, that flavor was like really unique to me. But I mean, this current version of record, I, I had a record hot volume five to start this podcast. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I, I'm a I, huge I've, fan. One of the, one of my favorite beers that we've done and Justin, ever since I know Justin, he's like, man, you're a lager guy. Mm. I loved our IPL. A buzzword. Oh, that beer was so good. I thought that was just such a smooth drinking. You know, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle because everybody's like an IPL, but I thought that was so good. That's one of the most underappreciated beers we've ever made. I haven't thought about buzzword in a while, but I loved that one too. We we've got a sleeper coming this weekend. Actually, it's not a sleeper at all. It's gonna it's gonna fly. No, this one's gonna be a heater. But, uh, but it, this podcast will actually come out after the release, so we can talk about it. Yeah, um, Hundo P is dropping. Oh, I cannot uh, wait. this weekend. I was fortunate okay. enough to try it yesterday out of the tank. Oh, I can't oh. wait. And I gotta tell you, I mean, I don't, I don't usually get like wild by our by our beer before it comes out because I just don't want to get my hopes up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just I I just always just kind of let it let it rest. And uh, this beer, I, I mean, I got to tell you, so they poured it out of the tank. is in a four-ounce little taster. Uh, taster. I, I asked Parker to go back and pour me a full 10 ounces, <laughs> and it's not even carbonated. Yeah, from yet. the fermenter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not even carbonated. I mean, well, it, it is. has Nelson in it, so that's definitely going to be Right, which is my favorite point. hop, yeah. right? I mean, this, this beer, it's a double dry hop, double New England IPA, and it is gonna be a problem for me it's, it's dangerous been, it's been months since we've had a double oh america's favorite beer straight clouds yes um, straight clouds that's right People yeah <laughs> during the shutdown from our from uh from oh, home delivery so funny. Yeah. yes that's gonna be really fun i think people are gonna get excited about that one um I'm just very excited to have a, another double New England back. I think it's still like the style of beer that I probably drink the most of. Okay, um, it's not the style because like with Sondra, I drink a lot of our like wheat beers and our lagers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I wouldn't say that like our no, double. You what? Right, <laughs> right. No. Uh, the brooder guy over here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that like if I'm out in the market and I buy you know some other people's beers, like I'm often buying like. IPAs or doubles sure. and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just excited to get one back in our portfolio for a little bit. It won't last long at all. But no, I don't think it will. Yeah. So, all right. So, Brad, so Opsteam's your favorite. What beer have you drank the most of from Sonder? Oh, I mean, oh, it, man. It, that's, that's a tough question because I. It's got to be you betcha, right? I, I drank like six Vosses the other day. <laughs> I was like, we got no more Voss. I'm like. Let's so, get a Pacifico out of the fridge. I'm like, this is. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started on Pacifico. Pacifico. I love Pacifico. <laughs> but oh. Brad's always got a, a good lager. mix of Mexican lager in his fridge. <laughs> yes, always. So, so yes, we call it the magic beer fridge for a reason. Because oh, there's yeah. always you sort of reach in and pull something out, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm drinking this. Go. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, d- uh, Brad is known for to me for frequently. I mean, I used to just get the random text via Tuesday night. He'd be like. I'm going to grab some Dos Equis. How's that sound for you tonight? <laughs> sure. We'll just drink Dos Equis. I, I feel like I'll talk to Jen sometimes. And she'll be like, yeah, I had this beer. You know, I found it in the back of my fridge that it was like a beer that we canned like nine months ago. She's <laughs> like, yeah, it tasted great. I loved it. I was like, why did you still have that? Yeah, there's no way you guys don't still have a lore in that fridge somewhere. Oh, I I know. Know. <laughs> but I did find out. What was that Blanc? The Blanc from 2019. I did find a original, 2019 like an original can of Blanc the other day. Like, like from our original can date? I'm not even going to do it. 
You should just like frame that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about being in beer sales, going to all the places. I usually always leave with something. <laughs> and I'm yeah. losing money. I'm like, okay, I've spent 100 bucks, and it's like 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. Well, you're doing like the net net, too. It's like, all right, I sold this number of beer to this account. That was this much commission. I spent more than my commission, so I have to go sell more beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you'll come home with bourbon and wine oh, and yeah. other things too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunately yes. <laughs> yes, that's it's, one of the best. Bur- takes two trips from the car. Oh, yeah. with the, when I come home on, it There's, won't all fit in one beer flat. No. Right? <laughs> oh man. So you, so you, Brad, you've been with us almost since the beginning. You started on our sales team, um, and obviously have been a part of the inception of this uh, with Jen and and all of us since the beginning. Um, but you officially started on the team what, January, right? Yeah. Uh, in 2019, right after we had opened, pretty much. Yes. Um, and you've always had the same general area, right? So most of the people listening to us probably know you without maybe knowing you because they've probably seen you. I mean, you're the local Sonder guy, right? I mean, you you are. How does your territory span out? So you're responsible for um, making the sales call and and getting uh, sales orders for basically. Mason, is it? Do you have all the way to Westchester as well? I uh, no, basically Liberty. Okay. So I'm Liberty to Loveland, north okay. of 275 for a couple accounts. Okay. Up to like um, Lebanon. Okay. So that's that's kind of my the my like area. Burbs area, like the northeast Burbs area, kind of. Yes. Yeah. So a lot he of he stops at downtown, basically. Right. <laughs> we don't need to go there. We don't need to get into Cincinnati geography. I would again. like to know from Brad and Jen, where do you guys think, in your eyes, where does because so Brad and and obviously Brad and Jen were uh, neighbors with Liz and I uh, up until very recently, and to me, I think a down, downtown is uh, much further north than what Danny does. But I'm just curious to get like a lot <laughs> further than what I think. <laughs> If, like if I were to ask you, like if if I said uh, if you told me you were going to go to Norwood, I'd be like, well, you, uh, why are you going downtown? <laughs> no, I'm like a legit like it's a ten block radius. Yeah, you're downtown. You're on East, whatever. Get out of yeah. here! Really, that's it. we, we that's work it. downtown, After so that's that, what like, we knew when we worked downtown on Fifth Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fifth we were basically Street, Fountain Square, ten block. As radius. soon as you get that's on seventy five, you're considered out of downtown. 75 or 71. They might have a smaller radius than I do. If there's anything <laughs> I learned. Island. I thought yeah. I thought I at no, least no, had no. you, Brad. If there's <laughs> anything <laughs> I learned when I came to Cincinnati, it's like, don't you cross where I'm from. Like, cross the, cross downtown, the pond. Oh, and nope, that's a not healthy. Nope, that is not. Like, Mount Lookout, that is not downtown. That yeah. is Mount Lookout. Like, there, you do not cross those borders. Right. <laughs> downtown is downtown only. <laughs> so what is downtown? Like, just just the where the skyscrapers are. Yeah. If you're going up the towards Clifton, you're, you're out of downtown. Clifton's not downtown? No. 75, 71. In between 75 Clifton and 71. Clifton is like a college town. No, Clifton is downtown to no. me. But does, I mean, I don't Clifton. think the college students want to be called downtown. That's their college campus, right? No, I think yeah. kids would say, that I live in Clifton. They, they yeah. wouldn't say, I live Definitely in downtown. Clifton, downtown yeah. Yeah, 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 but that's like Chicago's the same way, right? Like, there's still neighborhoods, but it's still downtown. I live in South Loop, but that's still downtown. Cincinnati, I don't. Yeah, Chica- I don't Chicago's a whole other like animal, that. though, because there's still sky rises in South Loop. Right, but it's still it's still downtown. Yeah, but like the, the like to me downtown is like almost like a feeling of like all right, there's a lot of ooh, really big ooh, buildings around. Ooh, it's like Friday. Friday's a feeling. Yes. Yeah, no, any day can be Friday if, if it feels said I'd like work Friday. Downtown, and they said, well, okay, what street on down? What what street downtown? If you didn't say like 
third, fourth, fifth, sixth, fifth seventh, nine eighth, ninth, Vine Street. They, if you said all Norwood, they're like, <laughs> no. Norwood's like five exits north of downtown. <laughs> all right, I really don't like it when you put it in that context because it makes me feel more wrong. Because, I mean, you got the streets downtown. <laughs> that makes me, when you start to put it that way, it makes me feel more wrong. But in my head, it just feels like, like if I'm going downtown, it's basically anything south of Kenwood. Yeah, that's just so wrong. (laughs) You're allowed to feel the way you feel, but... Of course, of course. But it's wrong. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Big time. Yeah, I, I, I like, loosely consider, like, over the Rhine and Pendleton downtown. I could I could probably go there. Yeah, yeah they are there. downtown. You can at least like see the skyscrapers. Well, yes, from I would, there. I think okay. in between well, seventy five and seventy one. So I mean that's yeah, that's, and yeah, south the, of the Kroger building is like yeah, yeah the Kroger building is like right on the like edge of uh, like okay. downtown. There. If any of yeah. you were going to sit around this table and try to tell me that over the Rhine's not downtown, oh, I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, I'm okay with that. I think I am too. If you're going, that's the edge. Yeah, that's the edge. What about the banks? The banks is obviously downtown. downtown. Yeah. Okay. You can see the river. But you're acting like Pendleton might not be. I think it is, but it, that's like... That's, Definitely. That's the end right there. Yeah, that's the end. North the of end. that is not downtown. Then you're in Clifton. Yeah, because then you're getting into Clifton, and then like another... You're getting into uh, like Norwood's almost there, you know? Yeah. What is it? Mount Washington there over to <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, Mount, Mount Adams. Washington's downtown. Mount Adams to the... Yeah, Mount Street. Adams isn't downtown. That's a whole other neighborhood. That's, yeah, you have to cross over 71 to get there. Yeah. Mount nope. Adams is certainly downtown. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's a neighborhood. Of Definitely course, it's a not. neighborhood downtown. It's a nope. downtown neighborhood. Nope. People just, that live I in Mount Adams it. are not saying that they live downtown. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I would. If you you lived in downtown for six months, you would also change your perspective on what downtown is. I don't don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe. Maybe. All I know is it feels like I'm driving to Alabama when I have to drive down there sometimes. That's fair. I mean, I do call where you live South Columbus, so. Right. Which is, which is, now, the reality is, right, if if I were to leave. It's like almost equidistant. If I were to leave the brewery right now. By the time I got to the Reading exit, the Reading Road exit, okay, right? What is it, exit three? Yeah, it's like sixteen minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's not like that 15, far. Twenty. Yeah, it's not. And, and I think what brought all of this up is how many times, Brad? You you probably hear this all. The, well, probably not as much for you as somebody like Wayne, who's who's selling downtown for us, actually downtown, mm-hmm. yeah. right? <laughs> um, where we hear people all the time that say, yeah, I mean, I love your beer, but I've, I've never been to the brewery. I don't drive all the way to Mason. Oh, Reality yeah. is it's like 15 minutes, right? you right. know, it, without, without uh, if you were to hit any traffic, which... And we're really not far from the highway at all. No, what is this, exit 19? I, I have no idea. I think Fields Ertle is exit 19, and Reading Road is exit right, yeah. 3, so it's 16 miles. Roughly, um, but yeah. there's like this weird mix of people, like me, who think that it... At anything south of 275 is downtown. Yeah. <laughs> and anything north of 275 is Columbus. For sure. Right. Well, it's like the burbs, right? Like you, you, you get out of, you know, you get, out of, you get north of exit 7 and all of a sudden you're in the burbs. It's just like a, it's such a weird thing for me having lived in, in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago is a whole other animal. You can live like an hour and a half train ride west of Chicago and you're still saying that you live in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Where like an hour and a half gets you to Columbus and some from here. Right. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, a very weird thing. Yeah. Bizarre thing. Um, 
All right. Uh, do you have any brain busters for Brad while we've got him on the podcast here? Uh, no. I wanted to hear about some of his favorite beers. What's your like favorite uh, like selling memory at Sonder? Like, oh, this is good. Anything that like sticks out to you, like a big win or uh, just something that like kind of blew your mind? Uh, the chef story is a cool one. Chef the chef story is cool awesome. One. It's about relationships and like here in about twenty minutes, I get the Hooters. Coming in here to <laughs> join me tonight. Nice. So, you need someone really? to join you. True, true story. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Jen. <laughs> no, but Hooters is yeah. But it's all about relationships. I would say just. I mean, all the local people are great. All all the all the people I work with. Um, a little bit about my story. I came from working in the four hundred one k, selling four hundred one ks, working with a lot of buyers and stuff like that. They're they're so down to earth. Um, you know what I mean? It's hard going around seeing what this country's going through right now because I'm seeing, like, the epicenter of what industry is really hurting. Mm-hmm. And what I like most about it right now is going and talking to people. And I, I hear this all the time. Hey, your beer sells really well, but I really want to help this other brewery out as well. Mm-hmm. And that gives me chills, and I cannot blame them at all because we're all in this together. We're all trying to come out of this together. Mm-hmm. And you have a buyer saying, you know what, you're next in line, but I really want to get them on because they need it too. We all need this. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's the, the relationships, and that's what you're hearing out there because everybody's trying to help each other out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my my thing, I, I, I love my, my, my friends over at Kings Island. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're a great bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, I'll, I'll call another, it out. That's another one. Well, yeah. I'll call it out because Brad won't, but – but Brad was really integral. Um, you know, you, you and Daniel kind of got the ball rolling um, with the, our partnership that we currently have today, along with the TPC Golf Course, which, you know, you were integral in doing. And it's, it's, uh, it's a testimony to your ability to build relationships, which is um, something that I think is often lost in, in, um, in sales today. Uh, yeah. that, that Giga Coaster Logger was one of my favorite marketing, you know, things that we had to do like, oh ever since since yeah. the inception of this company it's one of my favorite stories like i got to you know this was like a i can't believe that this is like work for me type of mm-hmm. days but like i woke up went to king's island took pictures of a beer can behind the scenes at like a roller coaster and then like got to ride the roller coaster mm-hmm. like that was a work day for me that was mm-hmm. so much fun and mm-hmm. like, it wouldn't have happened without brad yeah yeah it's 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 really cool and and you're right brad i mean for you coming from corporate america um, you know, loose terms of that, and then going mm-hmm. into uh, the day to day of of what you see now, uh, and the struggles of what um, companies are going through right now, and the environment that we're in. I mean, it definitely shifts the landscape or the lens there of of what that landscape is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to be it's got to be rewarding for you, um, but also incredibly frustrating at the same time. I'm sure. It's both, but it's it's nice that everybody is trying to get this to do this together and help each other out. I think we're close, man. I think I, we're I close. Think so Sixty degrees well. today. Uh, by the time close. people are listening to this next week, it's supposed to be in the sixties again. It, um, it, to your point, it does feel like we're. You know, it's tough, right? Because you know, heading into the holidays, you know, things are slowing down a little bit. It's getting worse here in Cincinnati, but like you can kind of like see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit with like the vaccine and whatnot. You know, going into these warmer months, like it kind of feels like, all right, that light at the end of the tunnel is like getting a little bit bigger. We're not there yet. We're not at the end of it. But, 
you know, some warmer months are going to help a lot of our retail accounts. It's going to help our brewery out a lot. Um, it just feels like we're we're slowly getting there. It's not over yet. But. I love well, seeing and, the Kings Island thing where it says opening. Yeah. All summer. Yeah. Starting March, March May fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Is that the opening pass. weekend? Yes, for Gold Pass, and then they're opening. So it's about a month delayed of what it would have been. Right. Okay. But that okay. makes that you feel true? like. I feel like that's normally when they open. No, they almost always open on Good Friday. And, yeah, end of April. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. End of April. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, maybe not quite a month, but about that. Gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think, you know, there's, there's hope uh, finally, right, um, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there were people drinking a beer in our beer garden today, which yes. is like crazy, yes. right? <laughs> Um, Until I feel it like raining. Well, I feel like people are are like willing to freeze their butts off just to be like, "Dude, I can have a beer outside, yeah, uh, and feel my fingertips." Well, I like saw that our friend yeah. Chad Barnett. I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not. A former coworker of ours at Acosta like brought yeah. his dog. I on saw a it walk, too. And like he, him and his, I don't know who he was with, but the girl he was with was wearing. They were both wearing like big coats and like <laughs> hats and like mittens, like just so they could sit outside under the heaters and like have a beer with their dog. And I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." Like. Don't worry, like we're pretty close. Like yeah. the warmer weather is coming. Well, and, and yeah. now I just saw that that Ohio has now announced the next phase of the vaccine, which is beyond now healthcare workers and teachers, and into just an age group. Yeah, um, which will continue to go into the next phase and the next phase, and so uh, there's definitely there's definitely hope for sure um, into what we hope to be uh, some some sort of the normalcy we knew before. And the community the has been great. People, oh I my mean, goodness. They always try to go to different restaurants and stuff like that yeah. uh, to try to, you know, help out where they can. So the Mason community and, and Cincinnati area has been great. They all get it. They, they want everybody to survive. They can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope the supporting local doesn't stop when all of this stops. No, I don't think it will. I don't either. I don't think it will. Yeah. I, I think people love their local places, and, and I love that. And it's That's why we do this, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love the last, the last couple of weeks going out and about and the one of the things is when i go into a, a sale they ask me about something saunder did you know when we did that benefit for jj and then mm-hmm. you know for sable mm-hmm. stuff like that they are asking me about those events how how to go mm-hmm. did you have a good crowd you know what i mean what uh, we love that you guys are doing that mm-hmm. yeah so everybody is just trying to help out where they can you know what i mean there's so many people hurting now but hopefully we're coming out of this and uh, and and i think i think a, a an indicator to uh to to the hope that people have and, and the excitement to get out uh, jen was it like an hour before the podcast you got a phone call by the way we had like a foot of <laughs> snow that melted over the last like 12 hours and somebody calls you and asks if it's muddy yeah. so, <laughs> Can you we want to be outside real bad outside. is it muddy <laughs> <laughs> well it's raining oh. now and we had a foot of snow before this 12 <laughs> hours ago what do you think let's just say it's not dry <laughs> <laughs> exactly but i love your enthusiasm for wanting to come out <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly yeah. jess was saying that so she i don't know i think she closed yesterday she had three people call asking for reservations for today just because it was the first 50 degree. It's going to be sunny. Yeah, like the first 50 degree day in mm-hmm. months, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, okay, it. before we get into the last segment, is there anything that you guys want people to know about Cato, your son, Cato, the beer, um, your journey? Is there anything that we've, that we've missed? Danny, anything you want to add? No, I just, I love this beer. I think it's so, it's so unique. And, you know, it's obviously a beer that we really have dialed in at this point, too. Um, it's on draft year round. Um, so our, our cult followers that love this beer, yeah. the more and more we talk about this beer, the more and more I'm convinced it's like 
30 people that drink this beer, but they drink enough of it that it makes <laughs> sense, like, which is totally fine. Right? See, I, I think it's 30 people that exclusively drink this beer. They don't drink anything else. They yeah. only drink this. Uh, exactly. But yeah. I think that, like, so many people love it in addition to other beers. But, but I think that there's a lot of people who only drink this beer. Like, this is their beer. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. And, you know, we get asked all the time, why don't – I think this is the only thing I would add to it that we hadn't really talked about. You know, people have asked, well, why isn't this year-round for you? Why does it go away and then come back? And, and the short answer to that is we want to make it and keep it fresh all of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and when you make a coffee beer year-round, you really run the risk of uh, the coffee flavor falling off and it not being a supreme or superb product. Yeah. I think the big thing, right, is that we, we don't make beers that people don't like, right? Right. So – there's going to, like, everyone's going to have their favorite beer, the beer that, you know. Yeah, why don't we make Berry Crumble Frosted year-round? Exactly. Right? Like, like yeah, you know, it's, it, it's, it's we, we end up having to be in this scenario, and we sweat over all this stuff. It's not, none of these decisions are, you know, easy. If it made sense, we would have all of our beers in cans available all the time, right? But obviously, it's, like, not a yeah. capability that we have, nor is it business smart. So we have to. Make sure that, you know, our lineup, whether it's our core beers, our seasonals, our special releases are, you know, appropriate for our tap room, for our sales staff, for being on brand for us, you know, and keeping it fresh. So I think that, you know, the strategy for this beer being on draft all the time and then in cans um, a couple times a year is perfect. Yeah. Almost every beer we do is probably someone's favorite beer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's... Which is wild to think about when you, like when you boil that down, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure, right? It is crazy. Yeah. So, uh, the one thing I will add about, and then we can kind of go into the final segment, about Cato, and, and I kind of laugh about this. I remember sitting with Justin and Jen and Liz, and when we were talking about this whole Sonder thing, Cato was like, can I invest? Yeah. <laughs> and this is a true story. Yep. With, when we're like, he went over and got money out of his jar and, and, and brought it back to Justin. What? Yeah, he was. Yeah. A, he's very. He's literally the first investor we yeah, ever had. I, I still have the five dollar bill. He has, no, he has are it. you kidding me? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, that's yeah. so cool. I, yes. I that's another story I've never heard of. Yeah. Oh, I still have the. That's yeah. amazing. Can we yeah. frame that? That's like the best story we've ever told on this podcast, and we almost didn't tell it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but that's yeah. it's. Uh, it, was, he's, it was very he, cool. He's very proud of Sonder, and he's very proud to have his name on a beer. He yeah. was talking about it last night when he was. He came home from practice, and he was kind of like, kind of hyped we, we up told him about this podcast we're doing, and he was talking about, am I getting any royalties for this? It's <laughs> <laughs> a smart kid. Like, hold up. No. Like, wait, whoa. You know Chloe was coaching him to ask that oh. question. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe's like, dude, you better ask for something out of this. <laughs> Chloe was like, you get Cato, I'll take the rest. <laughs> yeah. And then Cato's like, yeah, hey, you're right, I should. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly <laughs> But yeah, that's a the true, the absolute true story. Yeah, I I, I have that five dollar bill still. That's yeah. awesome. Man, what's yeah. that five dollar bill going to be worth when he's like twenty one? I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? It is funny. Everyone always asks me, "Has he tried the beer?" No, he has not tried the beer. He's yes. fourteen, so we're not there but yet. When but when he turns twenty one, this better be his first one. Yes, he, yeah. he will try yeah. it. I promise. Someday. Yeah, he'll definitely wait till he's twenty one to try <laughs> yes. it for for sure. Yes, he's thank a real follower. Thank, yes. thank God we didn't have a video podcast going for all the winks we all just threw out. Cato <laughs> <laughs> is a rule follower. Yeah, Chloe, rule Chloe's fo- probably tried three or four without y'all I'm knowing. Not gonna lie, she might. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe's another podcast another time. Uh, another day. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
another she, day. There's no way we're getting a podcast about Chloe oh without my. Chloe being yes, here. Yes, oh, yes. There's no shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, let's hit the last segment. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Yeah, tonight I'm wondering. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band or some college town bar? It's not a All right, Brad, are you familiar with what we're doing here? Yes. Okay, all right. Um, so we're going we're gonna to give you two, all right? Um, you can give us one of your favorite songs of all time and then a song you have on repeat right now. Oh. Um, and then all of us will, will give a song that, that we have on repeat right now. So let, um, let, I can tell you about a song that I'm listening to right now that I just kind of got back into for okay. some reason. Um, I loved I loved grunge in college. Okay. One of my favorite bands was Everclear, and I was just listening to the song. Oh, jeez, um, a song from the American movie by Everclear. Oh yeah, nice. okay. So I was just listening to that. I love Everclear. I think that's one of the last songs that they've ever done that they put their whole entire heart into. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, they faded song. off relatively quickly, but they were man for a, for a time. Everclear yeah. was the bomb. Yeah, but I, I would encourage you to listen to that song from American Movie. It's on the second album that they did, a, a, a back-to-back album. Okay. And it, it, it's awesome. It talks about, you know, his ex-wife, and his, he loves just listening to his daughter laugh while he's outside drinking a beer. Uh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. And, and, it's, uh, so, and it's grunge music, too. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Danny, Brad, Brad's love for music uh, is, is for certain on par with ours. I mean, it, we used to, uh, Liz and I would walk across the street and the kids would just like play and Brad and I would literally sit on the couch in his living room, not say a word, just drink a beer and literally just listen to music. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it a was, great friendship. Too. Yeah. It was like, awesome. it's just like the simplicity of that. Yeah. Is so great. Yeah. I always feel like it's really, it's hard to find friends to do nothing with. Absolutely. Right. That's, like, true. Yeah, that's true. And like, I have a couple of them too. And I feel like that's a, it's such a simple thing, but sometimes it's hard too. And I, I'm personally one of those people where, like, silence doesn't bother me. Like, Same. You know? So, like, if no one's saying anything, I'm not, like, overly worried about it. But it's still hard sometimes to, like, find that friend of, like, hey, you want to just watch a movie? Or, like, yep. I'm also one of those people. I love doing nothing with people around me. I'm the dude that yeah. reads books at bars. Because yeah. I like being by myself and doing what I want to do. But it feels good to have people enjoying themselves around me. For sure. So, I kind of relate to that. For sure. I, I um... I always say if I'm on a road trip with somebody I've never been on a road trip with before, I'll like start the road trip by saying, hey, just so you know, if I don't say anything for like 100 miles, I'm not angry. (laughs) We're cool. I'm just not speaking and that's okay. Yeah. I just want to listen to the music and I'm fine with that. 100%. Um, So that's that's, that's funny that you say that. What's an all-timer for you, Brad? Oh, I love the Violent Femmes. Okay. I I can listen to the Femmes all the time. I think it's because it's the only kind of group that I can – sing and sound like because mm-hmm. I have a horrible voice. <laughs> but the Violent Femmes have a great voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pause from Brad yes. is so and good. The, <laughs> like. What's one of your favorite songs from them? Oh, I, I mean, I love Blister in the Sun. You know, okay. Add it up. One of my favorite. American Music is my favorite one they do. American Music, the memory, the video after my birthday, the, the bus tour, Chase and Haley. Uh, the Evans, y'all, us, and the Danellis, oh. we're in your kitchen, and there's videos 
of of all of us, and I'm just like standing in the background. Actually, like two a.m. Cer- by the yeah, way, yeah, I certainly was not filming. Um, <laughs> and somebody was just filming, like all of us just singing the Violent Femmes. There's like high kicks, like people are like kicking. And, I mean, what? I mean, that's the it's alcohol so has good. been consumed for a while. It had been consumed. Uh, yeah. yep. In fact, we had had uh, Sonder beer. We had. Sonder beer on the bus, like pilot Sonder beer. It was before we opened. That's awesome. Uh, that was the uh, the infamous party bus night. Yes, uh, yeah. That ended at a brewery which shall not be named downtown <laughs> that treated us rather poorly. Well, luckily for you, downtown is such a wide scope oh. that we're <laughs> yeah. You, you, we're, <laughs> we're not we're not eliminating a whole lot of breweries in that <laughs> statement. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this is a neighborhood of downtown, I guess, by your standards. Yes. It would not have been. In downtown. Nope, it would not have. But that's all right. <laughs> uh, Jen, do you have a song right now? Right now, I what I always have Knee Deep in my playlist okay. from okay. Zach Brown. Okay. Uh, oh, I mean, so that's good. just always in there. I, I don't know. I'm not really a music person, so mm-hmm. I don't. It just depends. I'll listen to kind of whatever. Okay. I feel Whatever's that. on the radio. But Danny, I'm, I go- like American music. I, I'm going to a genre that I, I enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't. I don't. Give a lot of them for this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to a hip hop song. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like you don't give a whole lot of hip hop, even though that kind of is your genre that I know you for. Yeah, I love hip hop, mm-hmm. but I don't for whatever reason. It's yeah. Um, I don't love a lot of modern hip hop. I think is probably that's probably part of the, fair. Yeah, part of the issue. Um, Kid Cudi tequila shots. Ooh, okay. Have you heard this song? I haven't. Oh, no, but I, I love Kid Cudi. Dude, this song is a, a certified banger. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I actually discovered this song uh, on a Peloton ride. Okay. Uh, and I f- I favored it and uh and came back to it and it is uh I'm here for it. It's I've added it to like three straight pay- playlists. That's awesome. Um, if I was gonna give a uh, an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Liz and I just binged Ballers on HBO Max. I've heard good things. And the intro song uh, to that, which I the name escapes me at this point, but mm-hmm. that song is money as well. Ooh, okay. Um, it's a song that you would love. I'll look into it. Um, all right, what do you got right now? Um, so <laughs> I think the last couple songs that I've mentioned, so I, I mentioned it briefly. I, I downloaded TikTok. And I love it. You downloaded what? <laughs> TikTok. Oh, boy. It's so great. It's what? Like, it's like the most entertaining app. Okay, I, hold on. First of all, I get it. I get it. And you're the social media guy, so you should probably. I, I don't think I'll ever, po- like, per- I don't think my personal account, I don't think I'll ever post to it. But just being on there, it's so, it, I time travel when I'm on it. Like, I'll be, I'll, it'll be 9 o'clock at night, and I'll, I'll get on the app, and then I'll blink, and it's like 2 in the morning. So are you saying Savage Love is the song that you're going to say right <laughs> That's now? That's a good song. That's a good song. Not the one I was going to say. There are a lot of, like, the, like, stereotypical songs that, like, I end up trying to Google it. It's, like, a TikTok song about astronauts or, like, whatever it is. <laughs> and I'm normally able to find it. But I've also been able to find, like, a lot of these, uh, like, low-key, like, unsigned artists. And, like, they're able to, like, put music out. Um, so I found one. It's It's a like a really upbeat and great you could like play this song in a club but it is about a breakup so it's kind of sad it's called crying in miami it's so good 
And I found it on TikTok. The idea of you just laying in your bed from like 9 to 3 in the morning, oh, just happened. scrolling TikTok, Were you, yeah. makes Did me you laugh. Like scroll up right after the one that goes, <laughs> well, I know Chloe is on TikTok for you guys. So yes, I'm sure you're very is. familiar. If you see anything crazy, let me know. Oh no, I, I will not follow Chloe on TikTok. But that's um, probably wise, to, right? Let's not do that. Yeah, I, don't, I actually don't want anyone to follow me on TikTok because I have no intent of uh, posting. But I enjoy being on there so much. So remember how you it's talked so about captivating. Remember how you talked about walking outside in Cato and they stopped talking and made you feel old. Mm-hmm. I currently feel very old because mm. I don't know how TikTok works. That's I can't fair. figure it out. And like I said, I'm exclusively enjoying it. I'm not creating content on TikTok. It's just <laughs> lip syncing, right? Mostly. Like Isn't it? Is, I don't know. There's it's like music, but it's, then there's people everything. talking Dance. to you. It's, like it's literally everything. Like there's, you know, you can find Ooh. like cooking videos. Right above yeah. it. Right above it is the name of the baller song. Oh, okay. Noted. Lil Wayne featuring Drake. Right above oh, it. Oh, perfect. It's a banger. Uh, I mean, there's cooking, there's, you know, hunt, like, you name it, there's, like, videos about it on TikTok. It's just, there is a lot of, it's the most collaborative app, I feel like, because they've made it to where you can, like, duet with people and, you know, do side-by-sides with other videos, and, like, it's the most creative, uh, it's, it's the most creative content app, I feel like, is out there as far as, like, what people are actually doing in their content. Yes. So at the I, risk of yeah. sounding very old, sorry, Jen, I just I was just going to say, my tent, Chloe started, I think, last year. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> She's not supposed to be on there. <laughs> but yes, she does these amazing things on there, and I'm just like, yeah. I mean, she's, she no she's incredibly she's creative. Doing. I mean, yeah. she can she, she can create a, a, create a music video in four minutes. Yes. There's no I mean, doubt in my crazy. mind that Chloe is your child. Exactly. That is true. Yes, yeah. that is true. Uh, I don't, at the risk of sounding really dumb. Um, There's no I, dumb questions, just dumb people. Just dumb yeah. people, right? <laughs> sure, I get it. I can't figure out if I'm just now this much older or if this social media specifically is created for people much younger than me. If it makes you feel better, I feel too old to be on TikTok. Okay, it does make me feel better, actually. Which is, like, why I have no intent of posting to it, but I do have friends that do. What about Snapchat? Do you still do that stuff? I have it downloaded, but it's not really my thing. I think, like... Is that still a a thing, though? Yeah. People still do it? I just personally don't, because, like, my big thing with Snapchat was, like, adding to my story, and now I just do that on Instagram. Right. Like, Instagram did a good job of taking over what Snapchat was for me, but I know a lot of people who still, like, enjoy, like, sending their close friends, like, Snapchats and stuff like that. The idea of, like, a picture going away after 10 seconds is still, there's still some value in that. But I'm the type of person where, like, I'll just send you a picture via text message if we're talking. I don't really want to right. talk to you over. Right. Oh, like, here's, here's what Snapchat, Snapchat does three things, right? You can add to your story. Instagram does that for me. You can have a group conversation with your friends like group text or group me does that for me mm-hmm. and then you can like send someone a picture individually and it goes away in 10 seconds i'm frankly just not sending pictures that i'm worried about going away after 10 <laughs> seconds so i'll just send them to you in a text message so like like t- snapchat was noted yeah noted. knowing that they're probably going to delete it after 10 seconds anyway. <laughs> that's fine I'm, it's still serving my Touché. purpose on my end though <laughs> um so like the, i just feel like the things that snapchat doesn't we- does well doesn't really like flow with how i operate 
But there are still people that still value Snapchat. It's just oh, not for me. For the crazy filters, I love those. Yeah. I just keep all those my own fun. photos for, for me. Yeah, I'm definitely not <laughs> someone who's, like, throwing filters on my face, but, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going to make a really weird request. Okay. We don't ever do this, right? Okay. We have our outro music. Yeah. But you can sync us up to music. Yeah. Send us out with the Ballers Right Above It song. Right above it? Yeah, come on. That's why hey, we, it's bad luck to cheers to an empty glass. Ugh. So that's why I just Here. poured more into it, and no, you I just drank it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that part. Dude, this song is such a banger. Dude, screw our outro. This is such a better idea. Right? We should just pick one pick of our song. songs. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh, I, yes, that's amazing. I like yeah, that. Yeah, this is way better because our outro kind of stinks. It's just like uh, it, 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 I created that, you jerk. It's way like our intro is great, <laughs> but our outro is just like kind of meh. You know, I throw it in there just because it ends the podcast. But that's true. And if somebody wants to sue us for using their music, like, hey, that's great publicity. That's like getting a C and D. It's like you did something right. <laughs> Unless, hey, Taco Bell, hit us up. Right. Uh, hey, cheers to you guys. This was hey, fun. Thanks, thanks for being on here. Confused.